Hello, friends. My name is Katie, and this is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. I will be your host, and today I'm interviewing Brittany and Cassandra. They are leaders of Her True Worth, an online community with over 5 million followers. They're just really cool. If you you may already follow them online, 5 million of you do. They just drop some truth bombs on the internet about women's worth. I love what they're doing. And before we get in today's episode, I would love to ask if you could just hit pause real quick and go to iTunes and leave a review. It really helps others find us and helps the show do what it does best and help minister to young women. All right, let's get started. If you are in your 20s hoping there is more to life than boys and Bacardi, you are in the right place. Katie Ballmer has been a keynote speaker to over 60 colleges nationwide, encouraging 20-somethings to realize their worth, find their calling, and not date their bags. But seriously, Katie is an author, viral TikTok creator, wife, mom of two girls, and your adopted aunt that you never knew how bad you needed. Ready to have some real conversation tackling the hottest topics? This is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Brittany and Cass. How are you? We're good. I'm good. This is Brittany, just so you can kind of get to know my voice. We are so good and so happy to be here with you, Katie. This is Cass, just so you can hear my voice. And I'm with Britt. We're pumped to be here. Yeah. I, I just dove in and already calling you the nicknames. I've, I hope we're already at that level. Like, Yes, girl. <laughs> like absolutely. Dinner with a new friend. You're like, um, are you going to eat those fries? Like, Are we at that level? Like, let's go ahead. <laughs> Why, why, why skip the the small talk? But anyways, I'm so excited you guys are here. As we talked about, you were also my friend Ainsley's podcast, and I know that you guys all all talk about amazing things. So you have a book just came out, helping women find their worth, which is obviously an important topic. But you add a lot of important conversations around it. So I guess first, if maybe you could just introduce yourself, and then we'll kind of unpack why you wrote that and all that good stuff. Yeah. So I'll I'll start. So I'm Britt. Um, just a little about me. I love Jesus with all my heart. I'm married to my amazing husband, Ryan. We have a two-year-old daughter and we are planted in Waterford, Michigan. We're surrounded by all the lakes. So we love living that lake life. Um, my husband and I devote most of our free time to digital evangelism. We really see the the need in this day and age to utilize social media to spread the gospel and bring people to a saving knowledge of Christ. I am also a writer, artist, and musician. A little background about Her True Worth, which is the ministry that Cass and I lead together. Uh, I used to work in the beauty and fitness industry 10 years back and found myself in the midst of that industry just very disheartened by the shallow messages of worth and false identities that were out there. Um, So I saw out not only to discover my true worth through the power of God's word, but also through my own healing journey of dismantling those lies that I was believing about myself. Out of that discovery, I founded um, Her True Worth in October 2015, to be exact, which is funny because I always seem to forget what year it actually started. Um, So Her True Worth is a kingdom-focused women's ministry on Instagram. We dedicate our time to helping women find their true worth and identity in Christ. Uh, we do that through bite-sized devotionals, um, books, newsletters, devotionals, um, and we just really seek out to impact as many women as we can. Amazing. All right. A little bio on you, because I, <laughs> I guess, I was gonna say, but we're on first name basis. Yeah. No, that's correct. <laughs> I'm Cassandra Spear. You can call me Cass. 
and I am Brittany's co-author, co-leader of Her True Worth. I'm vice president of our ministry. We serve roughly 5 million women worldwide monthly. I am a mother of three tiny, rowdy, and wonderful little peoples. I am a writer and a Bible teacher along with proud wife of an Air Force veteran. Myself and my family are planted in Oklahoma City. And how did you guys get connected to change the world together? Oh man, girl, Such that a good is story. A, yeah, it's a fun story. So back when I started Her True Worth in 2015, um, it started to grow pretty quick. And my husband at the time was doing a lot of he had like different Instagram pages that he was doing ministry on, and he had an app. Um, in the app store, he had like a Instagram page that he created to kind of promote the app. And I just really saw the value in what he was doing. So when I started Her True Worth, I just kind of kept being very consistent with it, putting out content that would stop women in their tracks and just remind them of their worth and value in Christ. And so as it continued to grow, it just got to be like a lot of workload for one person um, and just pumping out content solely on my own. So fast forward to, I want to say it was like 2018, was it Cass? Because it was... Yes. So I went to a so, so I went to a social media roundtable event that my husband put on through uh, Life Church, and at this event I was privileged to be able to meet all sorts of different um, like Christian influencers and ministry account um, founders that we just kind of got together and brainstormed just different strategies to reach more people for Christ. And I was privileged to be able to meet L from Daughter of Delight, and at the time she had a writing team. And she, you know, it was volunteer basis and she had accumulated this writing team, which was amazing for being able to just put out more content and utilize that space in such a good way to be able to give women a voice right on, on this platform. And so I loved the idea. I'm like, do you mind if I like kind of borrow a similar like idea of, you know, bringing women on to write devotionals? And I kind of like made it my own thing with her true worth and What's funny is Cass, um, she ended up being like the first writer that I found. And it's just a really silly story and just totally a God thing because I didn't know this. At the time, she was writing for Elle. Had no idea. Mm-hmm. Like I just because this is the first time I had met Elle at this social media roundtable event. And so Cass was writing for Elle. This was like three months later. I, you know, went home and I was thinking and praying and just asking God, like, is this you know, how you want me to steward this ministry. And so um, I just remember as I felt confirmed in that, I was scrolling through the Instagram Explore feed and I found this amazing post from Cass that just really stood out to me. And I didn't know who she was. It was just one of those posts that like stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, ooh, that hit, like that was good. So I reached out to her and just saw how like faithful in the small she was. Like she had a, a little bit of a I want to say like 200 followers at the time and just seeing her showing up on her page, utilizing the gifts that God gave her and just stewarding it so well and just being faithful in the small really like just stood out to me in, in during that time. And so through prayer and conversation, Cass and I kind of formed a friendship and then she came on to write. And what's funny is I didn't know, like I said, that she was writing for Elle and she was, Cass, you were just coming out of your contract with Elle at the time, correct? Yeah. So she was just coming out of her contract with Elle. And then once we found this out, I, you know, reached out to Elle. I'm like, I swear I'm not stealing your writer. <laughs> like, I promise. I didn't even know she wrote for you. She's just amazing. And so 
anyways, through a lot of, you know, relationship and, and conversation, I just felt like God was also putting it on my heart to have someone co-lead this with me. I felt like it was such a great mission to be able to have multiple women stand behind. And Cass, I just, she was just, we had this yin-yang thing going on and just very kindred spirit. So um, yeah, I invited her to lead her true worth with me. And Cass, I'll kind of let you take it from there. It's like a whole story. Sorry, it was very long. <laughs> no, it's such a, I love, I love hearing you tell this story because it's definitely a, clear depiction of being faithful where you're at with what you have and allowing God to make much of it and being diligent in the unseen and our obedience doesn't require an audience. And like God uses that and he's honored by it and he's glorified by us using our gifts and abilities. And so um, I love that story and it's, it never gets old. I remember the week that Brittany reached out to me It was 2018 because it was the year that I had my son and because he was a baby when you and I first met and so crazy. He's going to kindergarten next week. Anyways, sorry. I'm fine. It's fine. (laughs) You're like, Um, I'm not though. (laughs) I'll cry later. Um, but it's, it's such a foreshadowing. Like I love how intricately woven our stories are. And then looking back, even though it was only like four and a half, five years ago, looking back and seeing God's intentionality in the timing, because when Britt reached out to me, she slid into the DMS and I was literally in Waco, Texas, which I don't live in Waco. It's one of my favorite places to go, but I was in Waco, Texas at a writer's conference learning how to write a book proposal. Wow. Yeah. And like, just looking back at that of God saying like, you know, you look back at that and you're like, now we're on to writing, we're promoting book two, we're writing book three. three. Like God is just, it's such, he's all over the entire thing. And he's just sovereign. Yeah. He really so is. sovereign over everything. Yeah. Cass, I want you to talk about that for a minute. Like, y- yes, first of all, that story was amazing. And, but what stood out to me, I wrote down that your obedience doesn't require an audience because I, there's so many girls listening who, you know, like they have 200 followers. Um, I, I have this calling on my life. I want to do big things, but it's okay. It doesn't require an audience. I guess before you reached out, before you had that connection, you were sitting there making a post that caught her attention. Of course, not for that, just doing it out of obedience. Right. Like, you know, talking to that self who, who, of course, we all like the likes, we all like that affirmation, but how you kept showing up when you didn't have, quote, the audience or whatever you want to say. Just how you, the, the obedience as you kept showing up to do that. Yeah, I think that for me, it, it's always been about the one, about speaking for an audience of one. So first and foremost, honoring God and, and using our words, in my case, my words, um, but also just your gifts and abilities and your resources in general to honor God. And then also for me as a writer, also wanting to talk to the one person, because even if it doesn't get seen by anyone else, God always has placed it on my heart to speak to the pain point and point to the promise for that one person. And if only one person reads it and resonates with it, then I've done a good job. And and so I've always had to keep that mentality of 
just putting the concept of hustle and the concept of affirmation and being liked or feeling like Brittany says, feeling lame without the likes. Uh, it, it just, it's always been in the forefront of my mind and my heart to not gauge success off of other people's approval and, yeah. and not to worry about the numbers because God will do the increase. All I have to do mm-hmm. is be obedient with what's in front of me. Amen so to everything good. you said. <laughs> like, there's so many things that need to be on a t-shirt right there. <laughs> Girl, strap in because she's got more where that came from. <laughs> she's amazing. <laughs> That's no, awesome. you are. <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> okay, but I want to hear more about your background, like in the fitness and the beauty industry, because now talking about women's worth and beauty and your brokenness, I know that there's, there's a lot to unpack there. So like yeah. maybe goes back to what you saw behind the scenes, the fillers and the injections and the mm-hmm. whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like I want to hear more. Well, it's interesting because well, back in, when I was in the fitness industry in the beauty industry, um, and I had started her true art, this is kind of before, or even just maybe on the brink of like influencer culture. So that wasn't really in, in my face as much back then. It was more, um, you know, fitness and, and trying to sculpt my body in a way that was going to be the determining factor of my worth. And I had battled many eating disorders growing up. I grew up in a very broken home. Um, I, out of the broken home that I grew up in, um, I began to kind of form an unhealthy pattern of people pleasing. Um, and basically a lot of that kind of stemmed from feeling like an inappropriate responsibility for everybody's happiness. And that kind of trickled into it being like a physical responsibility. You know, like I had to, I had to present myself as, the the beautiful one or the fit one. Um, and I really battled with that early on. And then when I met my husband, um, I struggled with anorexia at the time. And just it was just a very much an ongoing thing that I had to walk through the Lord with. And um, I find it interesting kind of taking an aerial view and just seeing how he how his hand was woven throughout my story and and how her true worth kind of came to be. What's funny is when I was looking at the date today of October 2015, when I started it, I got married in 2014. And after I got married, my husband and I, uh, I d- we didn't live together before we were married. I was in Michigan. He was in Indiana. Um, we have a very funny story of how we met on Instagram, actually. Um, <laughs> but so when we got married, I moved to Indiana and I was very isolated. I didn't have any friends there, any family. Um, and I became very depressed and I, you know, I didn't really know what my purpose was. I didn't know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a wife now and I got married very young. And so out of depression, I kind of started to eat to, you know, cope with some of the stress and depression that I was facing. And it was kind of until I was stripped of being able to use my body and my looks to gain my worth that I really discovered what it truly was. And so I don't know if that answers your question, but that just that longing to understand and know what my true value was in Jesus coming out of like 
putting it in things that were fleeting, right? Like we're going to gain weight. We're not always going to be young. And I was putting my worth and my value as a person in those things. I couldn't show up without makeup on my face, you know? And I remember during that phase of my life, the Lord would speak to me and say, if this was taken from you today, would you be okay tomorrow? And that really kind of shaped my journey, discovering my worth. If you are not already using and loving Liquid IV, let me just rock your world for a little bit. I know me personally, I would get overheated very easily and people say, well, you need to drink water or whatever. Like I get it, but I, I couldn't drink enough. I would get constantly get headaches and find myself depleted until I discovered Liquid IV. I literally use it as my coffee every morning. There is a pineapple flavor that has energy with it as well. There's something that doesn't have caffeine. You can get multiple flavors, but I love the energy kind. I drink it every morning, add a little collagen powder to it. It is, it's like my life changer. I love this stuff so much and I'm so excited to share with you. They are offering my listeners a discount code of 20% off, which is so kind and so generous. I'm so excited about it. All you have to do is go to liquidiv.com and use promo code TRUTH at checkout. That is 20% off anything. So you can get the pineapple, the energy drink, the regular kind of watermelon is also a personal favorite at our house. My kids love that one. So that's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today by using promo code TRUTH at liquidiv.com. What you said was so powerful that you said, I want to sculpt my body to to be this determining factor of my worth and do that with the makeup and whatever, like there's so many different fill fill in the blank of how we can achieve this eluding, elusive thing of beauty. And I guess maybe talking to so many of our young women, because we're all chasing that in one way or the other, which is so exhausting. And, and how do you know when you get there, because there's always going to be someone more beautiful, always going to be someone with better makeup or whatever in all your research and and the books that you've read and stuff like that. um, I don't know, maybe just some language of girlfriend. That's not it. Yeah. Your worth is here. I just would love for you to to speak. Yeah. You know, coming out of that in my own life, and I'm not even going to lie to you, I still struggle with that now. Um, You know, I had a baby two years ago and I gained weight postpartum and it is still that thing that kind of trickles in the back of my mind. And I just believe that sometimes the enemy likes to remind us of where we were to try to get us to go back there. Right. And that, and that Jesus paves the way forward for us to continue to step into healing with him. And um, what really stood out to me during that period of time, and even now, is that when we understand and eat in, in, I'm sorry, when we understand and internalize what Jesus did for us and really let that seep into our hearts, we can then come to realize that we don't have to strive to earn our value. We don't have to sculpt our bodies and show up in perfection right? Our worth is intrinsically tied to our identity in Christ. And something that Cass and I say a lot, and it's one of the chapters in our devotional, and we talk about it even in our first book, is that to be able to do to let that truth sink in kind of helps us shift to being able to live from our worth rather than for it. Cass, you're over there nodding your head. I know you have some nuggets of putting on a t-shirt worthy wisdom to add (laughs) no pressure. Uh, the, the scripture that could, yeah, no pressure. The scripture that comes to mind for me is Isaiah 64, six, that even in our own strength, our best striving is but 50 rags compared to Christ and his righteousness. And that can sound super harsh, 
But we need to remember that that's actually really good news because our striving is never enough. So that means that we cannot earn our worth and our value because it is given to us. It has been done. It's not something we do. It's something that's been done. It's accomplished on the cross. And so when we realize that, we're able to remember that the pressure is off, that all of our best and worst moments do not determine our worth and value. Mm-hmm. And so we can live free. Yeah. And and that's, and that's, you know, like Brittany said, that's something that we live out daily. And so it's not something that we're like, we're free and we're never going to have a problem again. No. We're free indeed, but we live out our freedom every day and we're at war for our worth every day because we have a very real enemy and we have a lot of things that tell us that this is where it's at. Like whether it's fitness, like Brittany said, or whether it's your job, your responsibilities, your roles, your relationships, all of these things can really and truly be something that we place our worth in without even realizing it. And so it's important for us every day to remember that if something's taken away from us, whether it's a relationship, a job, or a role that you have, like motherhood, it's really important to remember that if this was taken away, would I be okay? And if the answer is no, then you may be putting your value, your worth into that thing, and it may be becoming an idol. And so it's important to remind ourselves of that because we're going to have to confront that daily. Yeah, no, that's so good. Preach. Yeah, no, right. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and I love what you said that this is a daily decision because what you, everything, most of our listeners, yes, yes, I agree with everything you said, but understanding that what is done for me, like I don't have to strive for that anymore. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. But, you know, when I'm looking in the mirror and things aren't the way I want it to be or whatever, it has to be, as you said, a daily decision. What does that look like for you? I mean, is that like the devotions? Is that like, do you have scripture on your mirror? I'm curious what that daily just reminders. Yeah, I think, I mean, Cass and I can, we probably have very similar answers to this. For me, what helps is literally in my bathroom, I have a picture that says Jesus is enough. And that's for me as a reminder when I look in the mirror and I feel tempted to allow my self-worth to rise and fall based on what I look like today, what I weigh, if I'm bloated. You know, women, we're women, right? There's times of the month where we're going to be more bloated than others. And sometimes those times of the month, we can be very tempted to allow that to kind of get us feeling down about ourselves. And so having that picture in my bathroom really helps me to just ground myself and knowing that I'm letting go of the idea that I don't have to be the perfect size. I don't have to look the perfect way to be worthy, that I can rest in his love for me and rest in knowing that he's enough for me. And if you need to do that through post-it notes, scriptures, and just being able to put that in your in your mind every single day, it's very helpful. Yeah. The, the post-it notes are very helpful. I have a sticker in my bathroom on my mirror, which my kids have pulled off, but it's still in there. It's a sticker that says, this is a good body. And it's from my friend, Jess Conley. And so I, I like that sticker. It reminds me that this indeed is good. This is a good body. And also just the, the fact that our children, my son and our daughters, they 
are better imitators than they are listeners. And so for me, having grown up with, like Brittany, I did have an eating disorder because I learned it from my mother. And so I learned that my body was a villain and that that I was fighting against it instead of fighting for it most of my life. And so I learned that behavior. So with my children, I always remind myself that they're going to believe what they hear out of me. And so I try really hard to not deny my flaws, but to reframe and be careful about the words that I speak over myself in front of them. I think that's really, really helped me. And then also, like Brittany said, scripture is very helpful for when you have those negative core beliefs about yourself, not just your body, but like your behaviors or um, mental health troubles or trauma, different things like that. When I feel like my worth is up for grabs, I remind myself where my hope and my security comes from is in Christ and that it's solid. When everything else is changing around me, he remains the same. And that really anchors me. So That's good. I think that what you said about your kids was really powerful. I have a good friend. It feels like every time I see her, she says something about like, oh, well, I got to lose weight. I got to work out more. And, and meanwhile, her daughter, you know, is right there. And, and these are like young teens, which is a very impressionable age. And I, I don't think she's meaning it or even thinking what it might look like through her ears or her eyes. But as you know, our listeners, most of them probably don't have kids or are certainly not teenagers yet. They, they may not think that yet, but we are all developing habits. Like you're not going to snap your fingers and all of a sudden love your body when you have a teenager, and you're right. about, you know? And so I think that developing those habits, as you said, this is a good body in the mirror. Like that's so powerful and not, and maybe say it until you believe it, if you don't believe it yet, mm-hmm. but hopefully that you do, because yeah, you do have a beautiful gift of this body. Mm-hmm. I have two teenage girls. So I feel strongly about that. <laughs> I have a daughter too, and it's, she's only two right now, but I know that as she grows older, you know, what Cass just said, it, she lives her life that way, Cass does. And it really empowers me as a mom of a young one that, you know, everything that I do right now, my actions or my lack of actions sends a message to her because I know that it did with my mom. And I, I'm not saying that you need to strive for perfection, but to ground yourself in Christ as much as you can in the way that you show up around your daughter and what you say about yourself and to yourself, it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we, well, they, even what you say about other people too, that like too. they're paying attention, they are. they're paying attention and they're taking mental notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about just all the things that I heard it. And I too, I was never diagnosed, but struggled with, you know, I was five, eight and 110 pounds and taking diet pills when I was in mm-hmm. high school, college and stuff. And just mm. this never enough, like what is skinny enough? What is pretty enough? What it like, it, it was this elusive goal that I, I couldn't attain. And yeah. I love what you guys are doing and kind of like, <laughs> there is, even if you hit whatever it is you're looking for, you're not going to find your happiness. This is like the age old. Well, if only I were more popular and skinnier and richer mm-hmm. and whatever, like Taylor Swift, who is the most popular person in the world. She I'm sure still has her insecurities and yeah. whatever. Um, we're big, again, teenage yeah. girls. So that's all we talk about at our house is Taylor Swift, but you know what I mean? My, my girls love, we are Swifties at our house. Yeah. My kids love her. 
but even she dealt with an eating disorder. Yeah. You know, there's just, it is never enough. And I think that's the, that's the most important thing. If, if the women listening to this hear nothing else is that it will never be enough because the, the marker is always moving. Mm-hmm. It's always out of reach because perfection is out of reach. Yeah. So we can drop our chisels and we can yeah. drop drop the measuring sticks that are not meant to measure our worth. And then we can focus on just being his and not doing anything to have to work for our worth because God values us for who we are in him, not who we think we need to be to be perfect and liked. Yes. Mm-hmm. Say it louder. Oh my goodness. All right. So talk to me about the book. I know that this, like you said, isn't your first, why this one, why the subject, all the good stuff about it. Yeah. So uh, obviously, so our first book is called Her True Worth. Um, And what's funny is when we launched our first book, we were in the writing phase of our second and Cass and I kind of, (laughs) we went through we went through it. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it, but I was waiting to see what you were going to yeah. say because I was like, that was not good. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and pretend like we just are, you know, powerful women and can manage all the things and balance all the things, but because we, we can't. And it, we were very confronted by our limitations and our own brokenness. Um, and Cass, actually, I'd love for you to share just the story, even about the title of There's Beauty in Your Brokenness, because this was just an amazing story of how God showed Cass, like when we submitted all the devotionals for our book, that there really was like a theme. And what's interesting is when we sought out to write this devotional, um, it was a little bit of a different process that I'm sure other writers have where like, you know, sometimes when you shop proposals, you have like your topic. Well, we had a three book contract. So the second book didn't really have like a message yet, you know, and so when we were coming out of book launch season, we began writing and we just kind of began submitting devotionals. Some were derived from the first book, but what was so interesting and just totally a God thing was being able to see this theme that he wove throughout each of our devotions. And so Cass was able to kind of pick up on that when we were looking for a title, which is a really funny story in of itself. So I'll let you kind of... Yeah, so it's definitely not industry standard to write an entire manuscript and go through all the editing processes without a title. That's not normal for it to be ready to go to print and not have a title, but that's truly what happened. And, you know, everything, all the details, even down to the cover, um, we oddly enough, when we were talking about like color schemes and titles, so I, me and Britt, we had been sent multiple titles and we'd be like, oh, that's a good one, but it's not the right one. And we like, we kept going back and forth and we started to feel like, oh no, we're so difficult. Like what's going to happen? Like maybe we're just going to have to settle on a title that we don't feel is the right title. It was a great title, but not the right title. And so we actually, it was getting ready to go to print with a title that neither of us felt like super solid about. And I was walking, I do a lot of uh, evening walks and that's a whole other story about walking it out. And it's been so pivotal for my health and my mental health and just a sacred time with God. And I was talking to God and me and Brittany would shoot texts at each other of like, 
this title. And then we'd shoot another text at like back and forth for weeks. And I was talking to God and I was pouring over the manuscript and just trying to find a common thread that was weaving all of these words together in this book. And God showed me it was the sun was setting. And I was like thinking to myself that it was brokenness. It was the brokenness. It was our limitations. It was his wholeness in our brokenness. That was the commonality of all of the devotionals. And so I sent her a text and I was like, there's beauty in your brokenness, brokenness. This is this God. It's got to be brokenness. Like there's something here. And she's like, that's perfect. So we send it over to our team and we were prepared for them to be like, because eh, every other one that we sent to them, they're like, eh. and so we sent it in literally right away. They were like, yep, that's the title. And even the cover of our book, it mimics the sunset, which is something that really inspired me throughout the writing. And Brittany did such a phenomenal job on all of the artwork. It's just it's such a beautiful thing. Like God was involved in every single detail of this book. Well, and we really did write it from raw, yeah. like very. Even though just the fact that the sunset was just a, a sunset was kind of, was the inspiration behind like the cover artwork. I look back now and I'm like, the sunset is so significant because if God so meticulously crafts each fleeting sunset how much more does he care lavishly for us and is in the midst of our brokenness right and he's so mm-hmm. intentional so it's just really cool like as you're saying that chasm just like this it just fits the the sunset being the the design on the cover was um just so appropriate and it it really is so cool to see how god brought all those pieces together even though we didn't really understand what piece was supposed to fit where yeah, it didn't make sense in the moment, but looking back, it's just yeah, his hands all over it. Yeah, isn't that the perfect like story of all of our testimonies? It didn't make sense in the moment. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I wanted you to just share real quick how you guys work together because I love what you're doing. This sisterhood of making devotions, you know, putting amazing content in the world. I just get excited about like our listeners. They have a friend, and they have a dream in their heart to do a devotional or do something like this. First of all, I, I know you'll agree with this. Do it. <laughs> Even if a hundred people yeah. were doing it, we still need more. We need more positive voices, especially those speaking up for Christ. But how you guys work together, I think this is a really cool, um, not completely unique, but unique in some ways that you'd be able to do this together and, and how that works and encouraging mm-hmm. girls to do similar. What's funny is I didn't mention this in the story of how we met, but we live across the U.S. So Cass is in Oklahoma and I'm in Michigan. Um, And what's ironic is my husband's job is actually based out of OKC where she's at. And that was a detail that we didn't know until we were able to meet in person, which was amazing. We've met each other in person several times since then. But most of the work that we do together now is obviously remote. Yeah. I think first and foremost, what helps Cass and I with our partnership is we really try to make sure that we have like boundaries of, is this a work conversation or is this a friend conversation? Because first and foremost, we were sisters in Christ and we want to steward our friendship before anything else. Um, And so we try to keep that kind of healthy balance between the two. Um, And obviously just being able to work in tandem remotely 
there's a lot of different resources that we use. Like we use Trello, um, which is really helpful for us from a productivity standpoint. We haven't been using it here recently. We've been in Google Docs a lot, but um, Trello is really good for like content creation and just um, brainstorming different ideas. So I find that that really helps us kind of stay connected from a workflow standpoint. Yeah, I think that uh, to Brittany's original point, when we first met, like there is a very yin yang, like we, we have a lot of commonalities, but we functionally work completely different from each other. And, and so I would just encourage any women who are listening, who have a dream in their heart, or they're considering partnering or co-laboring with someone else or building something together creatively to not feel like you have to work the same or that you don't need to have the same gifts, talents, or abilities, or even the same creative process in order to work well together. Because we, we do have like the things that I'm strong at, Brittany isn't driven towards and the things that she excels at, I would rather not touch. And so it's, it's truly like, it's so funny how different we are, even down to how we write and what inspires us. And, and the thing that holds it all together is Christ. And, and we spend a lot of time in prayer. So if you're thinking about doing something, first and foremost, do the thing, do the thing. It doesn't matter if you're bad at it at first. It doesn't matter if there's not very many people watching, do it and do it badly until you do it well and keep doing it and be consistent and co-labor with someone who has a shared vision with you because that is going to be the thing that keeps driving you back together is the shared vision so you might have a million different things going in a million different directions but if your hearts are aligned on the mission and the vision of what you're working on god will be in the middle of it so that that is what I would encourage anyone who's considering working with someone else. Don't let distance be a part of the equation. God works out logistics. He works out digital details. He works out time zones differences. He will work it out. You have to be faithful for what he's put in your hand where your feet are at and let him do the rest. Mm. Breach. <laughs> right. <laughs> so good. Um, I can't wait to unpack every page of it just because of this interview and how God, you guys are just on fire for what you're doing. I can't say enough about being faithful with a few, being faithful with right where you are, not worrying about the numbers or the success as the world says, which is fleeting anyways. Yeah. Like what you guys are doing amazing. And um, I show this quote all the time, but I love what you also said about failing at the beginning. Um, the creative LinkedIn said, if you're not embarrassed by the thing you put into the world first, you started too late. And so, <laughs> right? I love that. So, yeah. Right. Something with mess and mess ups and misspellings and whatever, like just, but the only way to get ahead is to get started. And I can't champion enough our listeners who, especially with Christian voices, there are a lot of voices out there that are loud, but there are not a lot of voices that are true. So mm-hmm. that's good. It's a good reminder. Yes. Well, Brit and Cass, I'm so thankful to meet you guys, to talk about your book, to just unpack some of the behind the scenes about how it came to be and the sunset. I didn't know that part. And I'm like, so excited about this now. It's actually, we haven't really talked about the cover as much on a podcast. This is the first time. And when Cass said sunset, I was like, oh my gosh, like, 
we just did a post on Instagram about the sunset. I was like, I see it now. Like that was like the aha moment because we were both like, oh my gosh, yeah, let's do like sunset colors. I feel like that will really fit the the theme and the brand. And then when it when it happened, it was so beautiful to see it come to life. And I just had that aha moment in the in this episode where I was like, oh my gosh, I totally see now why we felt sunset worked. And so yeah, it's just really cool. Yay for aha moments that are recorded. Yes. <laughs> well, and I want to encourage too, this is something that brings me a lot of joy is that even the hardest days, the sun still sets and mm. it ends. And so if you're working through a hard time and you're painfully aware of your brokenness, just remember that the sun will set and a new day will begin and his mercies are new every day. Yeah. Preach. So good. I have one final question before you go. If you could have coffee with your 20 year old self, what would you say? Mm. (laughs) Whoever wants to go first is fine. I I can start unless you want to Cass. You go for it. I'll go after you. Um, I would say to my 20-year-old self right now that the inability that the people had around you to love you the right way doesn't say anything about your worth or who you are as a woman of God. I would say to her that you might have times where you question your adequacy and your ability to step into where God's called you. Um, but to focus on the next faithful step and obedient step, and he will bless each one. Oh, yeah. the inability for people to love you well is not your fault. Like that's, that's yeah. so powerful. As a people pleaser, like a formal people pleaser that I, yeah, that was a rough period of time for my life was my early twenties for sure. I needed to hear that today. As a <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Thank you. That's such a that's a really powerful question. Yeah, it is. Like well, made me tear up thinking about it. That was mm. a powerful answer. Thank you, <laughs> Cass. What you got? I I love women in their twenties. It's I truly believe it's the most influential, impactful decade of our lives. It truly is. And if I could sit down with my 20 year old self, I would tell her that what feels like the end of the world is truly just the beginning for you. And when you feel like everything's falling apart, God's actually putting it, placing everything together. And like specifically, I would talk to her about the relationship that ended the four and a half years and, and losing your job and losing your apartment and going back to school and couch surfing at different people's houses. Like all of those things that you feel like are the end of the world are putting things in motion for you in the future. And so all of the things that you feel like are failures, God can use to be fruitful in your life. And, and it's not wasted. Not, not a single tear, not a single tear was wasted and not a single tear was unseen from God. And so that's what I would tell her is that the world is not ending just because that relationship ended or that job ended. It's just the beginning. You're starting over and that's a good thing. And you're young and you can do that. And it's okay to fail and it's okay to learn from your mistakes, but none of it was wasted. God uses it all. Breach. Yes. Oh, so many quote worthy things you guys said. 
Man, I love this. Thank you for being here. I just appreciate you taking the time. Um, I'm excited about beauty and your brokenness. Yeah, but you can get it at hertrueworth.com slash beauty if you want to go to a shorter link or just Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever books are sold. Okay, well, we'll put it on all the places in the show notes so you guys can get your hands on it. But thank awesome. you so much, Cass and Red, for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having us, Katie. If you enjoyed this episode, I would enjoy you sharing it with a friend. If you take a screenshot and share it on your social, make sure you give me a tag at Katie Bulmer Life, and I will definitely make sure I respond. And thank you so much for sharing the love. Hey, and if you're new to the podcast, make sure you scroll back. We have over 100 episodes interviewing experts and 20-somethings and everyone in between tackling all the hottest topics you wish you knew, but maybe just don't. This is called the Truth for Your 20s podcast, and I'm so thankful that you are here.